Welcome everybody, my name is DJ Martin, church pastor here at Parker Ford Church. It's great to have you with us today. And happy Ash Wednesday. Today is the beginning of the season of Lent. And I don't mean to say happy in a flippant way. I mean to say that I hope this is uh, truly a season of blessing leading up to Easter for us as a community. What Lent is, Lent is an old English word um, that, that simply means springtime. And it's about the, the period of days from, you know, from mid-February-ish leading up to Easter each year, year. And Lent has been traditionally celebrated in many branches of the Christian faith for many, many hundreds of years. In fact, uh, tracing back uh, as far as uh, the third or fourth century, um, Lent goes back that far. What Lent has been in church history is a season of preparation, uh, primarily through fasting, but a season of preparation for the resurrection. And so there's a focus on the death of the old self, the death of the flesh, in anticipation for the resurrection work of Jesus Christ um, in the season of Easter. So Lent traditionally has been uh, represented by a 40-day period. Now, if you know your math, you know that between uh, today and Easter is more than 40 days, and that's because historically Sundays have not been counted. And so it's the six days each week uh, leading up to Easter with the one day of rest. And so different, you know, different traditions have different ways of practicing, uh, practicing Lent. What I'm going to do is over the next uh, series of weeks, we have seven Wednesdays, including today, leading up to Easter Sunday. And we're going to do like a mini series that's a branch off of our ongoing spiritual formation midweek teaching series. And what we're going to do is we're going to take seven uh, practices, seven spiritual disciplines. We looked at some of the big ones last week. We're going to individually look at them each week, seven of them leading up to um, Easter season. So each Wednesday we'll look at one practice, one spiritual discipline. Today we're going to look at the, the foundational in many ways, the foundational spiritual practice, which is prayer. Before we do, let's pray together and invite the Holy Spirit to teach us and guide us uh, through this teaching today. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the one who teaches us to pray. You set the example for us. You left us uh, with a pattern of prayer through the way that your son lived his life and then also through the Lord's Prayer and his uh, various other recorded prayers. You've not left us without witness. You teach us how to pray through your word and through your spirit and dwelling within us. So today, God, we pray that you would um, reignite our prayer lives, that you would teach us how to pray just like you taught your first disciples, and that we would be a people of prayer. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, we looked at some of the spiritual disciplines that Richard Foster talks about in Celebration of Discipline. And again, over the next seven Wednesdays, we're going to be looking at those individually, some of them, seven of them. He uses uh, inward disciplines, outward disciplines, and corporate disciplines as the way he distinguishes between three different uh, forms of spiritual disciplines. I'm going to build on that a little bit with the analogy of a house. 
Some of you know that recently my house uh, had a flood in it because our dishwasher broke and flooded our kitchen and dining room and basement. And so all our flooring got torn up and in our first floor down to the subfloor. And even the subfloor is going to be uh, have to be replaced in portions of our house. And that's had me thinking about the structure of my home. And so the way that I'm picturing this, and you can see it on the slide here, is um, I've broken up the seven disciplines that we're going to talk about into foundational um, disciplines. So the foundation of the house underneath that the average person doesn't even know is there you, or doesn't see because it's sort of in the secret place between you and God. And then the visible house or the outward disciplines, which is the part of the house that you can see. And then the dinner table where everybody gathers around. You know, the beauty of the dinner table is not when you're sitting there by yourself. The beauty of a dinner table is when it's filled, when there's people all around it. And so those are the corporate disciplines. Today we're going to, for the next uh, Today and then the next two weeks, we're going to be looking at, looking at several foundational or inward spiritual disciplines, starting with prayer. Richard Foster writes in the Celebration of Discipline, he says, Prayer catapults us onto the frontier of the spiritual life. Of all the spiritual disciplines, prayer is the most central because it ushers us into perpetual communion with the Father. Let me read that again. Prayer is the most central because it ushers us or welcomes us or calls us, beckons us into perpetual communion with the Father. To pray is to change, he writes. Prayer is the central avenue God uses to transform us. If you want to be a different person, if you want to be formed into the image of God, the central avenue through which God performs that transformative work in our lives is through the act of continual, constant prayer, the discipline of going to God in prayer. When the first disciples were following Jesus, they noticed something about him. And that's, well, they noticed a lot of things about him that was different than other rabbis or other teachers. But one of the things that they noticed about him that was radically different than other rabbis or other teachers of the religious law or of the Torah was that Jesus had a prayer life that was very, very unusual, a prayer life that was different. You know, Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount how the leaders, the Pharisees, the spiritual leaders, they love to pray in public places where they can receive the adulation or the praise of men for their flowing and flowery and beautiful prayers. Jesus didn't pray like that. Jesus would withdraw to a lonely place to pray. Or when he prayed in public, they were typically extremely simple prayers, like at the resurrection of Lazarus. He prays this very profound, simple prayer. Jesus's prayers were not like the other rabbis, and his disciples noticed that. They noticed that his prayer life was different. It was unusual. And so one day, it says in Luke chapter 11, this is one of those profound moments where the disciples really got it right. We see a lot of stories, just like in our own lives, where they got it wrong, where they made the wrong assumption or, or uh, you know, had the wrong motivation. But this is one of those times when, when they, they had it right. In Luke 11, in verse 1, it says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. So Jesus is praying, and his disciples are observing him. It's probably a lonely place, not a lot of people around. And he's praying, and when he had finished, one of his disciples, we don't know which one, but one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Now, one of the reasons we know that this was the right request, that this was the right question, this was the right thing to pursue in Christ, is that he immediately teaches them. He immediately goes into, he doesn't say, no, that's not the right question. 
he answers this request right away. So one of the disciples says, Lord, teach us to pray. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. This, of course, is a form of the Lord's Prayer, which also shows up in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. Here, uh, it's, a, it's slightly different, but the heart of it is the same, beginning with the praise of the Father. Uh, Father, you haven't left, left us as orphans. We're not spiritual orphans. We're walking in intimacy with you. Your name is holy. You have a kingdom. You're accomplishing it. You're feeding us. You're providing for us daily. You're forgiving us. You're leading us into a life of forgiveness between you and us and us and each other. We also forgive everyone and you lead us out of temptation. The Matthew passage adds a few um, elements to this, but this is the heart of the Lord's prayer. But the key I want to focus on today as we look at the first of the spiritual formations we'll be unpacking over the next uh, seven weeks, including today, is this, that request, Lord, teach us to pray. So I have a weekly challenge that I'm going to be offering with each spiritual discipline in the coming weeks. This week's challenge is, is three steps, real simple. Number one, have you asked the Lord to teach you to pray? And maybe you have already, but that's never a bad request. So whether you've asked him a hundred times, today is a fresh day. I would, I would invite you to, um, number one, ask the Lord to teach you to pray. Just go before him and say, Lord, teach me to pray. Number two, I would invite you in the coming week to spend some dedicated time in prayer alone. Go to a desolate place. Go to a lonely place and spend a period of time that you have set aside to pray, having come out of that request. So first ask the Lord to teach you to pray and then go and actually pray. And then third, I'd invite you to spend some time in prayer with someone else. Prayer is also public. Jesus prayed not just alone, he also prayed with people. And so those three things, ask the Lord to teach you how to pray, spend some time alone in prayer this week, and then also spend some time intentionally in prayer with someone else. And you can do that through the phone or get together with someone Um, or through a small group, maybe you're meeting with a group of people this week, spend some time intentionally set aside in prayer and maybe orient your prayer life around the Lord's Prayer coming out of that request to teach us to pray. I also want to leave you with these uh, questions to chew on. Do um, Do you see prayer as a foundational component of your relationship with God? Is it the foundation of the house that you're building? Because if we build our foundation on the wrong thing, our house is going to fall over. So the right elements need to go into the foundation. And one of those, one of the absolute key ingredients to a strong foundation is a vibrant prayer life. So do you see prayer as a foundational component of your relationship with God? Secondly, who might the Lord be leading you to pray for today? Ask the Lord as you ask him to teach you to pray. Ask him, who do you want me to pray for today and pray for that person? And finally, do you have someone in your life who you can begin to pray with regularly? Build prayer and prayer with other peoples into the rhythms of your life and it will become part of the way that you walk with God, which is really crucial. Again, this is a foundational, this is the foundation of our house as we learn to walk with God in prayer. And so my prayer for you today is that as you ask God to teach you to pray, that his spirit would pour out abundantly on you and that as you pray alone and with others, that it would be rich and filled with his presence. Thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great week. Go with God. Be blessed.